if you recognize the tune then yes you're damn right we have bangalore's very own contemporary music sensation with us today they've performed in many major music festivals across the world and also featured with the ragu dikshit project they debuted in bollywood as assistant composers under yashraj banner and there's been no stopping these guys these guys come with insane energy between their touring concerts and bollywood music they are also coming out with their own multilingual album which captures their experiences of life as musicians wow how the hell do you do all of this Three weeks back when Bose DK happened, we had no idea that we'd be sitting here today talking to Bryden Park. Welcome to the show, Bryden Park. Thank you. Thank you, Yadush. Thank you, Deepa. Thanks, Yadush. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Deepa. It's our, our pleasure. pleasure. So, let me start with what happened when Bryden met Parth. Oh my God, this is like a, <laughs> like a love story. <laughs> Parth, do you want to narrate it? Go for it, chat. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I think I met Path first um, while we were on the sets of uh, playing with the Raghu Dikshit project. So it happened, uh, both of us were invited to play with with the project at the same time. So uh, we actually reached his house at the same time and uh, we were we were taking this elevator up to his, his, his third floor. And uh, I didn't know who Path was, but it looked like he was holding an instrument because he could he could either be an architect or or that was like <laughs> like a long set of uh, flutes or something like that so i i i mean my general uh, self i started chatting and i was like dude uh, and he he also clicked on the third floor as well so like are you going to ragu's place and he said yes and uh, and then that's when uh, that's when i met him and and the rest is uh, small history i guess <laughs> yeah it was, it was really awkward because he was carrying his guitar and like man what a coincidence two musicians going up so we went up and uh yeah we were there we were auditioning to be a part of the band and uh we toured together with the ragu dikshit project for almost uh four and a half five years and uh, during that entire process we became i think the best of best friends and that's when we started brighton and path yeah Yeah. Yeah, you said it almost sounds like a love story but it does actually. <laughs> you know, it's just met at the lift. That's what most people do. <laughs> Their eyes <laughs> met and then the instruments spoke to each other and <laughs> Luckily we weren't carrying books then that would have fallen and then both of us would have picked it up oh, at the God. same time. So all of that would have happened. <laughs> oh, that's that's a that's a really uh, awesome story to start. Uh, so when we when we were actually kind of talking about you what we read was you know we did our first show uh, in a coffee shop and 5 years later here you are like these big sensations in the music industry right now but just talk to us about those 5 years It, those 5 years must have been like quite a lot so what was the what were those 5 years like i, I think the the five years uh, it's it's been a beautiful journey so far we we i mean this this the five years we've there's so much music and so much travel that's happened and uh, from where we started as a two member outfit we we grew gradually and very organically we had literally one musician and one singer coming in at a time and adding a different dimension to the project and uh, today i feel it's extremely fulfilling to have a 20 member outfit and to tour with all of them and they've become the best of best friends so it's it's amazing the last 5 years have been great yep <laughs> okay so it's it's like it sounds like you guys are uh, living your dream um, not many people do get the chance to do that um, so i'm sure when you start yeah. to make the choice of living your dream there must have been a lot of hurdles that you would have crossed 
Can you talk about that? <laughs> I don't think Patan I faced any hurdles uh, pursuing this dream because I think your your first your immediate fans are your parents right at home. So th- it's a make or break situation when you announce that you're going to pursue something in the arts. So uh in both our cases our parents have been extremely supportive. Um I think in Pat's case uh, a lot more in terms of like they just allowed him to do anything under the sun. uh in my case uh, my parents knew that I was that i was decent uh, with music and generally i was like winning awards and stuff uh, much before brian and path and uh, my dad always told me that it it could be something that you would do on the side but please pursue an education and a degree and and whatever and and i was terrible at that but i managed to pull through and uh, and uh, yeah so so their support like even though my dad said something like you know this should be something in the side and maybe not your main thing he still bought me all my guitars and all my <laughs> drum kit and all my music equipment and this and that you know when we started off so that is one way of him uh, showing me that he really like supported me and really cared about the whole thing and my mom as well and and same with pat's parents and our friends yeah. were really supportive when we started off on this journey you know they were really encouraging so we don't have the 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 classic sad story of uh, a lot of people go through that and i feel yeah. terribly sorry for them but um, but yeah we've been very lucky that way it's it's a little difficult for us to say that it's been a little easy because even even in my case my my mom was a very big krishna bhakt and she really wanted me to learn the flute so uh, i started off learning the instrument and i grew very fond of it so so, so i would say today i'm probably living her dream which is indeed become my dream so i think yes. you should let her let her play the flute <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can call the project uncle and auntie why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, the 20 member tour right which which you guys i think you've had the busiest touring se- season in i think to, uh, 2019 to 2020 till of course covid hit Right. You know, all of us are now, are now homebound. Uh, what was the thought behind that twenty-member tour? What were the dynamics like? Any interesting incidents that happened? Uh, you know, it, it's fun oh for us God. to just hear. <laughs> You're gonna open a can of worms that we don't want to open. <laughs> okay, so so uh, you should know that the the twenty-member ensemble didn't happen just like that. Uh, like Pat said, uh, it it was a a two-member duo that we. we wanted to do and that was pretty much what we were aiming to be for a long time um and we had a lot of fun doing those cafe shows and you know we brought in a drummer over his name is Joel Rosario and a very good friend of ours and and we used to have a lot of fun playing those sets but um it's when we started plunging into commercial uh, events like corporates and weddings is when we felt the lack of a bigger sound or a bigger dynamic to the group so we got in vocalists on board like a male and female vocalist and then and we had the experience of being a full fledged band in the past with all the bands that we've played with but we just wanted to keep this organic and make the sound grow one one at a time you know so that it 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 just like grows on you eventually and um so so we also put i think around the same time when we started we also, we put out a video with uh, an instrumental track uh, being samjhava mahiwe and and uh, i can't remember the other one mitwa yes mitwa mitwa <laughs> right <laughs> my favorite five years <laughs> yeah 
So we did that. I mean, uh, Path really wanted to put out that cover and and wanted me to be, play on it. uh but uh, like i generally like to add a little masala to <laughs> anything that i try and do so so i had worked with this ensemble called the coral riff uh, with my previous band slain and um i invited them over to be a part of this youtube video and uh like for us it was a familiar sound because uh, i've known these guys and and whatever but i think for the general public it was a very fresh perspective having a, a choir backing a bansuri player and a guitar player like it was like a a belpuri <laughs> of sorts but in a nice way and uh, and that video just took off like without us intending it to go that way you know we just put it out for the heck of it and because of the songs that we really liked but that that track exploded and uh, and that's when we discovered the term viral and <laughs> what a viral video can do and that's when we realized the, the power of social media you know it was a new medium to explore um and we owed all to the people who took it so far and wide and and that's what clients wanted when uh, we when we got booked to play at their events you know at at shadis or corporates they wanted the choir and they wanted everything so i'm like okay so there's a budget for it so we can actually work this out and the next 5 years became that you know we really worked with the choir we grew as performers we brought in a lot of like theatrics into our shows and and that dynamic was like really fresh uh, for the indian market um, of course all these ideas are influenced by the acts that we've grown up listening and watching you know every time we catch a concert we borrow ideas from there and stuff so that that grew a lot in the indian market and and just word of mouth we had no marketing team we had nothing so, you know so it was one one event from the other and uh, it's it's people who took us uh, where we, we where we are today so we owe it all to them that's beautiful and uh, the tribute the michael jackson tribute that we saw oh my god the theatrics in that and <laughs> the music mind blowing but you still uh, didn't give us the gossip oh some <laughs> anecdotes you said we are opening a can of worms there were no <laughs> cans open so many <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something from the previous season we had we had a really crazy season we did I think about 50 shows in 4 months and it was a mad season of touring so I think I think on one date uh, I got really over ambitious and uh, I got two inquiries on the same day and uh, both the inquiries were from Gujarat I so should interrupt and say that Path uh, tour managed the whole of uh, 2019 and 2020, and uh, that is quite a feat to pull off because oh, it's, wow. it's a task yeah. to yeah. to manage single-handedly. So absolutely, and, and doing 50 shows in what six months, four months, you in said. Four months. Wow, yeah. that's a lot it of fun. It is fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, so I think I got a little over ambitious, and I said, okay, these two inquiries, one inquiries from Surat and one from Ahmedabad. let me try and make both the bookings happen so we did one show in the morning in surat in ahmedabad we, sorry we we did the show in ahmedabad and then we drove down to surat and that was a mad experience because we barely made it in time for the evening show yeah i mean like uh, <laughs> the gujarat traffic situation was so bad on that day they had blocked all flyovers so so we finished the show in the afternoon in ahmedabad Uh, and we were scheduled to reach in 4 hours uh, in surat this is Surat's. a funny story <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so 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 our driver who was driving us to surat he 
he kind of uh, he, he he wasn't able to get us there in time i mean we we gauged that he wouldn't be able to get us there and we were literally pleading him saying that let one of us drive i can't i mean i drive but i can't drive really well on the highway so so brian and i were literally pleading him saying please give us the wheel we need to get there on time if not we're going to get screwed and then the driver finally obliged and said okay fine brian you drive and he <laughs> drove literally 3 and a half hours to get us there on stage so it was it was mad wow and then you went and performed and yeah yeah went and performed and, and that I, was our second show <laughs> yeah that was a ridiculous day uh, this has happened in the past though like where where some of the members of the band had to take o- take over the wheel because the drivers in that entertainment scene booking are severely overworked you know especially in places like rajasthan and delhi because they're doing so many events and and it's 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 madness like i could write a whole book about it <laughs> so we've we've taken the car so many times and you know we've had the driver sleep at the back in the back seat because our schedules are like 4 a.m. at the airport the next morning after a show that finishes at 12:30 in the in the like at midnight so so it gets pretty <laughs> crazy 50 shows 4 months the driving to shows the crazy amount of effort going into all this and you also managed to find time to come up with your own composition i think you're working on your own album uh, so talk to us about that okay um so the 5 years uh, more than more than the travel and 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 everything else i think we needed those we needed those 5 years and that time to you know really understand each other as people because you should understand that not all 20 people are uh, like were friends before they're all new people in in the dynamic you know so we bring in a fresh face each time especially the band especially between path and myself as well because this is the first time we're sitting together and, and making music together as an entity you know so so those five years really uh, allowed us to gauge each other's tastes and uh, you know the style of playing and the, and the music that they like and we came to like a consensus uh, 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 like Oh my god what's the word i can't agreement consensus yeah sorry <laughs> shame this is why you should get a degree my friends okay consensus so yeah so so we came together and uh, we finally decided that this is the sound of the band and uh, it really took us those 5 years man so so uh, it's only the last year or year and a half is when we thought about the album in all seriousness and like we would work it out in on tour you know like we would work it out at sound check at hotel rooms because we were barely in bangalore to 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 meet you know as uh, as a band so all of this album music is is basically songs we wrote on the road and and just jammed together on the road oh how how are you doing this <laughs> i mean this is like insane driving to shows and shows can be so hard to put out i'm sure there's a lot of work that goes there and then you're recording your album so i guess the lockdown is a is like it's not a blessing in disguise but i think you, it gave you the much needed rest and yeah, much yeah. needed break from Absolutely. from this you know non-stop madness that you're talking about but must have been a little bit of a complete 360 degrees for you right from like touring endlessly to to a complete lockdown yeah how have you adapted i i'm sure the i'm sure resting is a big part of it but apart from that um, you know yeah the audience changed, the audience yeah. uh, experience i think that's a whole different ball game for you guys right right I don't I think, think I, uh, sorry yeah part two for yeah it. after a busy season we I mean, we really enjoyed it for a week and a half or two but 
after that i personally started to get very restless like my wife would look at me and said why why are you so restless but after after touring so much it becomes difficult to stay quiet and do nothing for a very long time but but i think uh, on the hindsight we've got a lot of time uh, to work on our skill work on our instruments and become better at it because that's really a never ending quest and we've also got a lot of time now to sit and work on the album which is a good thing so so yeah we're making the most out of the lockdown at at this point which is good yeah but i don't think we've really adapted to the situation yeah uh, i think everyone is still uh, still left in shock because this was our narrative for the last 8 years man like we were part of the ragu dikshit project and we toured there for like four and a half years five years and then five years with brian path and we were on the road like every single yeah. day you know when 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 the months were good but of course like like from around october till march is when the peak season is for us so so that was a narrative uh, throughout and suddenly that being taken away from you you know is a bit of a shocker for for a touring artist so i think we're still uh, left uh, in shock because i we haven't adapted too well because uh, i know because we've had co- conversations personally and in private but uh, we had mentally prepared for a downtime for the album uh, over the summer so we were like okay we'll we'll take few uh, fewer shows than what normally we do and uh, so we were mentally there to to like you know take it easy and write the album but <laughs> the fact that it was taken away from everybody just uh, scared us a little because yeah. then we stopped working on the album we just became really complacent and really anxious about what's next and uh, and yeah we've been taking our, our own sweet time like uh, there's a lot of social media pressure where people are saying you know you got to be better at your uh, like reinvent yourself and and be better at your instrument and and this and that um, you need to adapt to the changing ways of the yeah world. <laughs> yeah so um, i mean it's not for everybody you know like and it's not going to inspire you every single day you're not going to be motivated every single day especially when in in a world that we're in right now so um so yeah it's been hard on us it's been hard on everybody i i know artists who are really struggling i mean outside of our band as well so uh, artists and everybody man like uh, art, art is not the only thing that people do so so yeah but yeah we, we're still trying <laughs> we're still trying to make the most of it <laughs> right i think all of us are dealing with it in our own way no it's like Yeah there's no Some, rule book to it. There's no rule book to it. Some days you wake up you're like okay you know we'll go do this. Uh some days you're like done. True. You just don't want to wake up. You're just like so down and especially in the current environment I think it's all of us are coping with uh, coping with it. Um but truly I think it's been harder on the artists because when we kind of speak and a, a lot of a lot of the reason is because I think uh you know audience interaction playing for your audience you know having an audience that is the one that gives you a lot of high right, uh, right. you you take a lot of energy from the audience um has anything happened virtually i mean you know all of us are talking about a virtual world you know things are pivoting virtually we keep hearing these different narratives of how all of us are adapting to this virtual world um and and looking at how things are going i think this is a long term it's there to stay this this yeah. lockdown situation and the pandemic everything do you think in some way 
you know, are you seeing the way you interact with your audience or you, you know, reach out to your audience changing in some ways? Do you see that happening? Uh, okay, so, th- so that change came about uh, during the invention of social media, I think. Uh, is is that now everyone's compelled to do it that's the only outlet there's no playing for a live audience for a long time at least but the, the biggest and the hardest shift has been not being able to play with someone uh, in a physical in a physical sense like uh, we're not playing music together as a band anymore or me and pat sitting in the same room and jamming because of the lockdown and because of how things are so first it's that like there's no real energy in the room um and then the energy that the audience brings when you're playing to a live audience so that engagement of course has been taken away from us and now everyone's compelled to do it virtually on social media and and definitely things have changed because social media uh, runs in a very different format you know people want to get down and dirty and behind the scenes and they want to see what's going on and and uh, now it's all about getting used to you know i know a lot of people uh, musicians who are who find it really hard to cope with you know going live on on a on a platform rather than going on stage it's a very different dynamic because i mean it's not... i think it's difficult when it becomes the new normal for everybody because some people really really like it and yeah. uh, some people don't so when it's uh, when it's a thing for everybody to do then i think it becomes very difficult yeah because this being the only outlet now is is getting hard on on a lot of people yeah. you're you're left with no choice so that that becomes a little hard i feel mm. Mm. yeah it's it's good to have had a early start or a head start i would say yeah. uh, and people yeah. who know to cope up with you know social media uh, who are less shy probably people who are more yeah. extroverts it helps them true true that's why that's why i said that the change came about during platform in, invention you know like uh, facebook and instagram youtube just changed the world of uh, of the way we experience yeah. things yeah. you know so while while a lot of us have had a head start in this scene most uh, uh, haven't had that like especially the older people and people who really like paved the way for younger musicians you know people we really look up to are struggling on platforms like you can see them fumble and being bad with tech and not not knowing how to go about it and it's saddening to see because uh, because there are heroes right like we grew up listening to them and and I'm like oh my god they reduced to an instagram live you know it's nothing wrong but it's they are gods who play on stage and you know people pay a lot of money to watch them live so so it's i mean in that way it's it's tricky that's why i feel technology always has to be like embraced no matter whether you're in the middle of a pandemic or not it's going to save you and and i i think that aura kind of reduces when you see a person on just an instagram live rather than watching that same artist live which is very very different i mean that experience you cannot compare to something that's virtual i mean it's amazing that you have it at uh you have it at it's it's on your screen in front of you but then i feel yeah. that convenience is is something that doesn't work too well Absolutely. yeah it's 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 a it's you got to weigh in it's whether it's convenience or is it experience right yeah. even this yeah. podcast we could have probably been doing it in a room all four of us <laughs> yeah, but yeah. right now we're in four different places but we're still able to talk so one way it's good <laughs> the other way probably it's not that good yeah yeah that's the purpose but um so musicians artists you know there's no dearth 
uh, of overnight sensations in this, right? Um, so you guys are a sensation. So how do you sustain I that? Think, what does um, it take? I think, I mean, like you rightly pointed out, uh, a lot of people uh, do experience overnight success. Um, and uh, all, that, all that is still fine, but there's a reason why it's called the ladder of success and climbing up a ladder, the ladder of success. And I've made my own story around it where uh, I do believe that every single step has to be taken to climb that ladder. You can't skip steps or start midway and whatever, because each step is an experience. You gauge um, how high you've reached and you know your lows, you know your highs, you know everything. You've been on that step. But the problem is when you when you achieve overnight success is you're taken right to the top without climbing each of the steps. And then when you fall, you don't know what to do on those middle ground. So it's like a it's a huge drop to the bottom because you have no middle ground. You know, so I feel I feel really bad for people who have overnight success. I mean, in not in a uh, competitive way. It's great for them and all that. But uh experience wise it'll it's gonna take a toll on on people who don't uh, go step by step uh and social media does that to a lot of people you know where they get uh, famous instantly and we're also a result of uh, social media being in favor of us you know uh despite us having a background playing live a lot like with my band slain and and then together as a raghudiksha project uh social media is what escalated things for us as brighton and path and and it's it feels like you're on the top but you're not on the top like we don't feel like we're a sensation <laughs> or anything because we keep it very real with each other our friends keep it really uh, extremely real with us you know the the glorification comes from fans and and everyone and it's really nice and we really like appreciate all of it but i think having a a, a close set of people who keep you grounded is what uh, uh, removes that that crown from your head and you know <laughs> you have your feet on the ground at all times so um it uh for your question being um uh, how is it to maintain that success um i feel you just got to keep at it every single day you got to show up every single day if if let's say brighton path is your product is your baby you got to show up and nurture that baby every single day otherwise it's not going to work and i strongly believe that the project only worked because pat and i have been very focused in the last 5 years and so much so that we haven't sessioned with anybody we haven't done features we haven't done anything actually like both of us are yeah. capable capable of putting out solo albums on our own and stuff but we've been very uh, focused on brighton path and i'm glad that uh, we have a reward for it you know um and it's been exciting so the so the album is is going to be the the cherry on top you know in all of this we can't wait for it uh, uh brighton path i think it's a very very deliberate um you know move to establish this brand right uh, and and you know when you try and establish brands it's a lot of effort like like you said it's a very long term effort yep how have you managed it i mean it's it's is it just that you know you organically think of this or was it that you know you very deliberately said this is how we're going to grow this i i don't think we 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 decided we anything uh, consciously yeah. you know it nothing was deliberate in making this a brand or making this a name it was it was more of a creative outlet for the two of us 
बिकॉज सो इट्स वेन वी लेफ्ट द रघु दीक्षित प्रोजेक्ट आई लेफ्ट लाइक आई थिंक अबाउट सिक्स सेवन मंथ्स बिफोर पाथ डेड एंड आई वॉज गेटिंग फ्राइड एट होम बिकॉज लाइक आई लेफ्ट द बिगेस्ट अर्निंग बैंड द कंट्री हैड टू ऑफर एंड इट इट ऑल्सो बिकेम लाइक एन आइडेंटिटी क्राइसिस यू नो वेन यू लीव समथिंग सो बिग सो सो आई वॉज लाइक ओ माई गॉड वॉट एम आई गोन डू नेक्स्ट टाइप्स यू नो एंड आई जस्ट आई थिंक दैट फीलिंग जस्ट टुक मी बैक टू प्लेइंग द थिंग्स दैट आई लव्ड at that point because i played heavy metal i played with the folk act and i love all of that but i just wanted to like sing and sing some pop songs and whatever at cafes <laughs> and that's exactly what i like tried to do and and when the opportunity came about is when i invited path to do this with me i said you know what let's uh, do this gig together and we weren't brand path at that point but uh, <laughs> that show i think changed our life because we played at opus uh, and it was a really minimal acoustic gig but i think uh, the kind of love and appreciation we received that night you know people felt something and path and i also feel something when we play together you know <laughs> it's a sound it's a sound that uh, that excites us i think so, i think i was nervous as hell i mean he called me and he said i have this gig would you want to do it with me and i was like okay i said why don't you just do it alone he said no i want to do it with you i said okay fine we'll do the gig together but for me it was very different because i come from a hindustani classical background and to be doing english music on stage i mean i haven't grown up listening to that kind of music so for me to do that music with brighton was was very different for me so i was extremely nervous and, uh, and from it, there yeah, it wasn't a regular gig at the same time <laughs> no, because was, yeah. i made him play the keyboard and play some uh, saxophone me, and then this yeah and that. everything that i've done a little of in the past i've i've learned a little <laughs> bit of the keys i've barely learned how to beatbox he made me beatbox play the keys <laughs> play the flute of course and i don't know if i played the saxophone at that show but he made me do that later you did you did and, country oh, girl oh <laughs> <All> right <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, our setlist was like shocking. If anyone had to see our setlist, they would think we were on drugs or something that night. From Because Zara Zara to Avicii to We had a country song, we had uh, pop songs, Katy Perry, we had Zara Zara and all in one medley. Like it was a Okay, giant I want to I want to listen to you play Katy Perry. I was yes. Raiden because seriously, I now, honestly, yeah, I have now, never Now for our listeners. Now. What really? <laughs> Yes, really. Oh my god, dude, I I don't I need a guitar and all that. I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> no, no. So that's okay, okay but we, but on a private concert with that set list for y'all. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, please because I've never seen you play a Katy Perry, but yes, go on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, from from there, I mean it was a very different experience for me. Like Brian said, adding those elements in the project was a different experience for the crowd, but For me personally it was very different because of my classical background so he would come in and he would say let's add a percussionist and I would be like okay and then he would say Let, let's add a bass player and I had heard of these sounds but when it came into the project is is when I knew what a big difference it made to a sound and then finally he said I'm going to add the choir and I was like Brian what are you doing because <laughs> he was just he just kept adding elements that he thought would sound nice and I was like wow this is amazing so it I, it, it was I, an experience I, for me also being in the project which was quite amazing I don't like ala carte I like big buffets <laughs> So yeah this I mean the past 5 years has been a lot of work we've focused a lot on our choreography and Brighton yeah. literally single-handedly takes care of all the musical arrangements of of songs and breaking them down and putting choir parts together so so yeah a lot of work has gone into it 
it's just uh, organic yeah. and complex. Yeah, so yeah, the experience has been beautiful. Yeah, so none of been great. None of this has been deliberate, you know, because we, uh, Pat and I had so much fun with it that we started inviting in, in a lot of individuals one at a time, and they had so much fun with it, and they somehow bought the idea and the vision of what we wanted to create, which is really like. Like honestly, if someone came and told me that we will do Katy Perry and Zara Zara in one song, I would not be a part of that band. Like if if you think about it now, but I, I'm I'm surprised that many people gave into it, and uh, I'm 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 like really like um, indebted to them for, because they really trust my instinct and Absolutely. and what Pat and I have to offer, you know, with our creative uh, madness. uh but yeah i mean like i said everything is organic nothing deliberate nothing uh, overly thought through but uh, of course now when we do our productions we give it a lot of thought because especially at the shows where people are fans you know the live concerts um and of course the private events as well but uh, we we put in a lot of thought in terms of how we produce the show because now music is consumed in so many ways it's not only with your ears it's a visual experience it's a it's 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 everything so so we try to take that on stage uh to give them a nice uh, sonic and visual experience yeah and now that you are a brand i think uh, uh you know you'll have to stick to that larger than life right in path brand right there is no <laughs> right. there is no getting away from that so i guess i guess <laughs> i mean uh, because path and i really like it uh, because in all, in all honesty it's it's all about taking your friends on tour because uh, you hang out with them more than you're on stage you know like, like I've, i yeah someone said this rightly where making music is only like 10% of what you do the rest of the 90% is hanging out and if the people are not right you're not going to have fun being on tour with them you know so uh, we we're really like grateful and and happy that we have the right set of people e- everyone like every season we have a new set of people and people leave in between and all of that so a lot of things happen because it's not everybody's cup of tea it's not everybody's vision at the same time and everyone has their own dreams you know so this yeah. could be like a part of uh, that yeah yeah and if the dynamics don't work i think it shows yeah yeah i think i think pat and i have uh, vowed not to do this if we don't have fun with it yeah you know there's no point going on stage feeling weird because, because it it translates into your music and it will show to yeah. an audience and it's not a good feeling for us as well yeah yeah it just takes the joy of doing doing music together i think yeah. the good thing is we can we can sense the you know chemistry between the two of you even while you speak you complement each other very well so i think that's working out for you very very well we had a chat before this podcast <laughs> yeah that's what even we do <laughs> yeah, we, we, we build well. that image that you know yeah. we should look like we really agree with each other <laughs> so uh brian part uh, parting thoughts from you guys um a lot of young aspiring artists out there listening to this probably uh you know they want to make it to the big stage what would you like to tell them is there any tips advice from you um okay i'll i'll start and then probably path can follow um uh, so firstly if you're pursuing an art uh, art form be amazing at it like like don't get distracted by uh social media or social pressures and and generally like it really takes 10000 hours to to do something right you know so so serve your music or serve your art or serve your craft uh, 
that's number one um secondly embrace every new thing that uh, that markets have to offer let it be through social media or or whatever because you really don't know where this is going of course someone knows where this is going the people who who created it and invented it but for musicians and an artist generally we don't know what the next new is you know today we're doing post- podcasts tomorrow we may do something you know totally different so so like just embrace those things uh, even though you may or may not like it and uh, and then yeah just don't get too ahead of yourself in terms of like just keep your feet uh, grounded and keep your head high and just be real with yourself mm-hmm. and like the the problem arises when you start taking yourself too seriously or or when it gets into your head you know like stay grounded and be willing to learn throughout your life that's all i have to say <laughs> So so yeah I think my message to aspiring musicians would be that in in today's day and age there's really no dearth of opportunity the world is at everyone's feet they just need to make the most of the opportunity they have in terms of uh, platforms like Instagram and Facebook everybody you really idolize is one dm away you just need to send them a message and there's so much opportunity there for you to if they reply then you learn you can collaborate so i feel i feel there's vast opportunity everywhere uh, all you need to do is there's no shortcut to these things you need to put in the hours you need to practice and after that get your act together and just put yourself out there i think it's is it's simple i mean it's not that simple put in the ads but then it will work out for you it's really hard <laughs> <laughs> if you're good at math or science or something please pursue that <laughs> that's my parting message <laughs> it's difficult but give it a shot that <laughs> yeah. is the math and science is also not working out very well now so yeah <laughs> but, but seriously thank you guys thank you for taking us through this entire journey of you know the journey behind the music it's been a very riveting and fun conversation we wish you all the best for your uh, for your album the launch of your album and we hope to have you back when you launch the album and probably play us a tune then thank for you sure. so much sure. thank, thank you. you so much thank you for having thank us. you braden parth Cheers Ilahi a mesmerizing rendition by Brian Parth exclusively for our listeners if you want more mesmerizing tunes head over to YouTube and Instagram and follow Brian Parth until next time people keep it real
so far. 